0: Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, The Man Who Trained, Carl Anderson, The Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall.
1: Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Kerry Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino,
0: Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com Russellville, it's where wrestling lives Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon.
1: You're wrestling to the Wrestleville podcast with Vinny Berry. And this is Molly Spartan, the beautiful bruiser and the sin of professional wrestling. And I'm simply telling you the one lesson that me and Casey Owens teach everyone in the world and to know your place. Like, subscribe, and if you don't, we'll come and find you and make you do it. So just make your life easier, will you?
0: you listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinnie Berry, and my guest today is Molly Spartan, and I'm going to let Molly tell you where she's from.
1: <laughs> so I'm from uh, Scotland, obviously, with this accent. But I'm from a place called Fife, and in fact, I'm from a town called Kirkcody. but you were struggling with Fife, never mind Kirkcaldy. <laughs>
0: Are we gonna tell the fans how long I struggled with pronouncing your quite quite some time.
1: Quite some you kept saying faith. Faith. And I'm like, no, faith. Um, it must be my okay. accent. Yeah, let's let's say it's that. Let's go with that.
0: <laughs> Molly, how are you? Thank you for coming on.
1: I'm good. I'm
0: good. How are you? I'm I'm doing very good. And uh, we've been trying to do this for uh, a little while, so uh I'm glad that we were finally able to figure it out. I've talked to a couple of your friends.
1: Yeah, hope they behaved. Casey was great.
0: Ian was a firecracker.
1: (laughs) Ian Skinner. Oh, Ian Skinner.
0: (laughs) But a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I had a great conversation with him. So I'm looking forward to talking to you. Tell my listeners a little bit about your uh, career and and tell us how you got started, you know, just give us a a brief uh, timeline and then we'll go into how you got started.
1: So, um, ironically, when we're talking today, it's actually my wedding anniversary, which weirdly kind of has something It we'll get to that. Um, So how I started in professional wrestling isn't like anybody else. Well, there's probably some people that are like me, but there's a very small group. Um, I actually started on the other side of the ropes. I started in the production side of things. Um, I went to... Growing up, I was always... Although now, the... How do I put this? The variety of shapes and sizes of women in professional wrestling has dramatically changed, I feel, in the last 10, 15 years. There was always your spectacles, like your bull et etc. But to have actually... Various size of different shapes and women has only really been a recent thing. I, I personally feel watching, especially American wrestling. So when growing up, loved professional wrestling. It was something that I watched with my brother. He was The Rock. I was Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've taken many a rock bottom. He's taken many a stunner. Um, but I always felt watching... There was nobody that I personally seen myself in uh, growing up... Um, it's 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 no dig towards her but um I'm not someone like Kelly Kelly like I'll never look like or sound like anybody like Kelly Kelly even in that era I think the closest that I would probably put myself towards would be a Beth Phoenix but even at that time Beth doesn't sound like me there was nobody that really sounded like me either so I was always feared I always had that fear that if I put my heart and soul into becoming something I loved. I was going to get rejected purely for where I was from or how I looked and things like that. So instead I thought, right, but I want to work in wrestling. I want to be in wrestling. So I looked up WWE create like WWE corporations website, seeing what sort of jobs were available, what education level they wanted. So I went to university, I studied television. I got, everything that website said that they would want in their employees Um, and ended up actually working for a company called Insane Championship Wrestling, which I'm sure we'll talk about more uh, for ICW. At that time, they were excited. They had sold out this this small light club in Glasgow. I met Mark Dallas, said, I'm at university. I have access to cameras and lights and microphones. If you let me come and work for you, uh, I'll write it off as university work experience and i'll give you a camera you can use for free and he was like deal like cool in you come and i never left and i spent five years sort of directing and filming everything backstage helping people find their voice and how they work best and when it comes to getting over sort of creative ideas etc and um helping me like media stuff as well and from that i ended up becoming friends with a lot of the wrestlers. And one rainy night in Edinburgh, um, I was packing and building the ring, taking the ring down with um, Wolfgang, who is my husband and the man that I'm married to now. Um, but at that time we were just work colleagues and friends. Um, and I asked him like, what, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do next? Like what's the next plan for you? And he'd said, I've always wanted to coach. I've always wanted to teach people how to wrestle I've kind of got an idea of how I want to do it and I don't want to upset anybody else but this is how and he gathered a, a band of wrestlers there was himself BT Gunn um, Jack Jester Red Lightning and the now past Lionheart and they formed GPWA um, now to start with I only wanted to I only sort of decided I, yeah I'll do it to be a good friend I said like, okay. If you can get one, you can get two. If you can get two, you can get four. I'll be the first hurdle. And originally I only wanted to learn a different perspective for filming. And I thought, right, that's how I'll apply for it. I'll think about this logically and why I should start training, etc. And then when I started training within the first week, I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to do. I've always wanted to be there, but never felt like I could. Um, but at that time as well when I started training you had the likes of Viper now Dewdrop um, was killing it in Japan she was sort of doing her own thing as well as the likes of Kaylee Ray and things like that so there was, there was women out there who had my voice who were built more like me who were absolutely killing it as, uh, in professional wrestling um, so having them as friends as well and being such an inspiration on in the sense of going I don't have to say I don't have to be American. I don't have to be a size zero. Um, I don't have to, I can be myself and being myself and looking the way I am is part of the selling point of myself. And and, and isn't isn't that the
0: the the neat thing about is is you don't fall into this cookie cutter. Yeah. This cookie cutter mode, you know, because if it was ever if everybody looked the same. How exciting is that gonna be? That ain't gonna be exciting at all, you know?
1: No, it gets a bit boring after a while. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of how I started in wrestling. I started behind the camera and then ended up moving in front of it.
0: Well, me and you have something in common. I've I have over 20 years of television experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've worked <laughs> in television news and now I work in a PR department, so.
1: My experience,
0: oh, oh, yeah. Hey, the experience you can't, you know, not everybody has it, so if you have it, it's pretty amazing, right? So,
1: yeah,
0: hey, I wanted to ask you, what was it about the uh, uh, the physicality of the wrestling that you like so much? I mean, because when you know, 10 20 years ago, probably 20 years ago, 30 years ago it was a as a male dominant sport right over the last 10-15 years I would I mean it's 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 you can't say that anymore right I mean it's it is woman heavy so uh what was it about professional wrestling for you uh because it is a very physical sport that wanted that you wanted to be a part of it in in that aspect not just in the production but in the in the in-ring performance.
1: I've always been a very sort of physical person, um, be it in a nice way. I'm I'm a hugger rather than a handshaker, and but it was just it's that sort of weird thing where like you have individuals that I'm not I'm not even going to say the the words that I feel sometimes very insulting. But when people would be like, you know, you know, right, you know, wrestling's, you know, and I go, you mean like how well, let's do a modern day take effort. someone was to say it to me now like like game of thrones is or breaking bad is or any soap opera is right that yeah. rambo but, movies that, exactly schwarzenegger films everything is that so marvel films marvel films are that but <laughs> Mind is in front of an arena full of live people. Of, oh, right. of, of, of Like it's live in front of a group of people. They're having to do this in one take, no reruns, no blipper reels. I mean, there's some, but you know what I mean? Like, and the pressure that's added onto that. Plus the theatricals of it all is mad. I love a good talker. Like all my favorites are great talkers. And I I even love seeing someone who isn't a good talker becoming one. So someone who possibly leaned into their athletic ability more from the start, and then slowly you see this development of a character. Like, one of the best examples was last night, um, WWE even came into town in in Glasgow last night, and um, going to see some of the people on there, and they showed this small video, and it was like, the top 10 of Bray Wyatt's highlights. But there was a point where they had the Shield versus the Wyatt family. And just seeing, just even though I loved the Shield, reminding myself what Roman Reigns was to how he is now is a completely different trajectory of what he was and what I think anybody thought. Um, Everybody knew Seth and Ambrose, Moxley were the talkers. They could talk, and Roman was the muscle, where now Roman's the superstar. He's the flagship, the face of the company. And although it was clear that WWE wanted that, the fact that he's got to that level is a lot of hard work, and he's incredibly entertaining, and he's now able to bounce off people and control segments and just be the star they wanted to. And that is part of the thing that really excited me about it, um but also it's just here you you would call there's a thing called a pantomime where kids go at christmas to see and there's this big larger than life characters but the simplicity was there was the good guys and the bad guys sometimes you thought the bad guys were cooler than the good guys but it was always captivating and it always was a show and it was always spectacle and that was kind of the thing that sort of drew me in it didn't really matter if it was boys or girls at the time because in all seriousness my parents never sort of enforced gender roles on myself so I was always taught if you hit someone didn't matter if it was a boy or a girl you better be ready to get hit back so I just wanted to see people be good at their jobs and at that time there was a lot of really good guys at their jobs and I felt like but there was also a lot of really good girls weren't given the same time of day that they should have. Um, like, I think about if a like a Lita or a Trish or a Victoria or a like, there's so many of them that you think if they were given the same training opportunities and the same chances that your Charlottes and your Beckys and your Sashas and your Baileys all got back then, they could have been inc- like they are incredible, but the heights that they could have got to could have been even bigger. Yeah and you
0: you touched on something a minute ago that I kind of wanted to go back to that you were talking about the growth of Roman Reigns but don't you think that that that's a a big part of professional wrestling where you um you kind of focus on your on what you do do well and then you you strengthen what you you need to and and we got to we kind of got to see him grow up so to speak right around the shield time that you could see that they were pushing him right and clearly at that time he, he 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 didn't appear ready but but yes you 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 made a good point he is clearly a totally different wrestler from from that time and what maybe five five years or something of hard work we've seen this guy grow into the 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 wrestler and the character uh that he is you know i talked to other professional wrestlers and they'll say that you know what is your strength let, let's focus on your strength. And if you don't do that very well, don't do that, <laughs> right? You see? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, Casey will tell yourself the amount of times where I'll start to say, I go, that's not my job. Like in a weird way, like it's not that it's a bad thing. It's not that I'm not capable of doing those things. That's just not my job. I know what my jobs are and I know what I'm good at. And although in training, I will always make sure that I am capable of doing the things that people might do but at the same time I know my job I know why I'm there I know what my role is and um and I say I, I I know my place as I say to everybody know your place it's very important in wrestling to know where you fit in and where you can grow to fit in um when you come in you're at the bottom and you've, got a, you've literally got to work your way to the top. You physically need to show people what you're capable of and vocally show people what you're capable of. Because sometimes you can be tremendous in the ring, but if you are as dull as a cardboard box when you hold a microphone, people are going to switch off.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Bobby Eaton, but he was a wrestler with uh, Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was not a big talker. He was a fantastic wrestler, but Jimmy Cornette was the mouthpiece, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's funny is a lot of people that know him kind of joke that it sounds like he, he talked with marbles in his mouth. You know, he was just, he had this uh, Southern, um, you know, I guess Southern uh, dialect and, uh, you know, a great, super great guy. But his strength was in the ring and he was phenomenal.
1: You're saying that it's beyond you, but realistically, if you think about it. So I when I came into wrestling and I was, because I think I did all the production stuff and I helped others find their voice. I've always been comfortable in a microphone. I've always been comfortable in front of a camera speaking. I've never felt, I've never shied away for that. Where there's other people that I know who, again, credible in the ring but as soon as you ask them hey can you go talk about your match next Wednesday clams up they are not the person that that came through that curtain and stepped through those ropes they become the shell where I had to work on what I did in the ring I had to work on and actually focus on getting better in the ring so that I can be at a standard where people will pay to see me and I could be on the network and I can travel the world doing this but I knew my strength going in was, was talking, but I knew I had to work on being in the ring. And I actually feel like there's this weird sort of thing where people think, okay, so you, so you can be a complete natural in the ring and be incredible. But if you don't work on talking, it's just the same as in wrestling. To me, is not work, not going to training. So you can go to training all you like, but if you don't try and get better at talking, be it. And I... I am. Something I always do before I like if I, I know I have to go into the ring and speak for something very important. I'll be doing that promo in front of a mirror. I'll be watching like, how does my face move? How do I react? What inflictions do I like use in order to highlight certain points? That's working on my skill. That's working on my craft. And right. you need to keep on doing it, even if you if it's if you feel uncomfortable doing it. In wrestling is not a comfortable sport it's not a comfortable thing in any way shape or form be it physical or mentally or like vocally like it's something that you need to be vulnerable to but if you're just willing if you if you just think focusing on your wrestling is the only thing that's going to get you over then It's a bit of a problem because nowadays, especially with the likes of social media, you do need to be a character. You do need to be able to get your voice out there because people aren't just interested in what you can do in the ring anymore. They're interested in you. They want to invest in the person, not just the character kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're not willing to practice on talking, that's sometimes the reason why.
0: Right. And, and, you know, you, you touched on something else that's very important. You know, it, it, you know, it's not just wrestling, however, but it's marketing too. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's creating this, this character or this image about yourself that, that is going to stand out. And uh, there's a lot of social media uh, time that goes into that and putting that stuff out there. And, and despite of what people might think that's time consuming and it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's even the likes of, like, my argument is Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryant, like, the guys that people always put up on a pedestal is the best. They had to do it. They had to talk. They had to be a character. The reason why you love Shawn Michaels is, yes, he is one of the greatest to ever cross that ring, but at the same time, you loved him outside the ring. When he'd show up in segments, you would be interested to see what he was going to say. Was it going to be witty? Was it going to be sarcastic? Was it going to be funny? Was it going to be silly? Was it, like, what was he going to do? Um, And as well as Daniel Bryan, like, Daniel Bryan went in, obviously, originally, is not a talker. He was the grafter watching all these ROH stuff. Him and Nigel McGuinness were mind-blowing together when you'd watch all their ROH stuff. But when he got to WWE, he realised I need to be good on this microphone as well as good in the ring. I, I'm I'm fine in the ring. I've honed my craft traveling the world in the ring, but I need to get good with this thing in my hand because there is an arena full of people that actually want to hear what I've got to say, not just what I can physically do.
0: Right, right.
1: Switching gears a little bit. A little...
0: Well, that was some heavy stuff, you know. I... <laughs>
1: But it's all true. I think there's a lot of people that don't really talk about it and there are I know lots of people who are incredibly talented. and I would like I would love, love to be able to do half the things that they can do, but sometimes they focus on that and don't realize that. Just saying like, if you are uncomfortable talking on a camera, you need to do it double the amount of time because it needs to be something you get over. When I came in ICW, I was there to help people find their voice. And it's even teaching people as simple. Like, there were times I'd have somebody come up to me and go, I I don't know what to say. And I go, well, say that. Simply on camera, say, I don't know what to say. When they ask you, do you have any words? Say, I don't know what to say. And leave. It doesn't have to be a three-minute monologue. It just needs to get your story across. So that is incredibly important. And if you don't like talking, you need to do it. You need to work on it. You need to do it. Like you need to make sure you're getting put on that camera so you can get better at it. You're never going to get better if you shy away from it all the time.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the scene out there because for being an outsider looking in, I I would have to say that, the scene out there is on fire, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, the British scene has always been good. For such a small island, there is there is so much wrestling and so many incredible talents um in such a small place. Um, I do feel like it is with the likes of like you're very familiar, the likes of Regal and Finlay and your Dave Taylors and stuff like that, like their training mindset does is like set in with the British mindset of wrestling so yeah you are kind of trained to a certain standard where you're never really getting in the ring with anybody who hasn't had proper training Um, and if they have that gets around so quickly that they don't end up on shows so it's such a small island that word spreads fast Um, but because of that it means that our training facilities are, are held to such a high standard that you just end up with good talent,
0: right? Right. Yeah, the bar is high. Yeah. Right. Right. Who Who is some of the the talent to watch out there? Who are some of the 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 men and women that that fans want to keep an eye out for? Besides so, Molly Spartan.
1: Besides myself and Casey, of course, and the She Wolves, just dominating tag divisions. Doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl, we'll come for you. One of the ones that I genuinely, and I, I've said this to her, although she is a constant pain on my side, um, but the likes of Angel Hayes. Um, if you watch NXT UK, she did some sort of extra work before the companies, before that division was folded. But if she's not signed to some place within the next five years, I'll be gobsmacked. She is so young, yet got so much experience already. She's been training since she was like 13 14 she's just turned 21 not that long ago wow. um she has a wealth of knowledge and is capable of anything even if she doesn't believe it sometimes um i've actively said to her quite a lot of times okay you don't have to believe in yourself just now but i'll do it and then once you start believing in yourself i'll continue to do so i, I joke with her that She's going to open our Hall of Fame uh, speech one day with, that Molly Spartan was a bitch. Um, (laughs) Um, That's my goal. That's my goal in wrestling. Um, But, yeah, she's... There's incredible things on the horizon for her. She's just got everything going for her. Um, But she's one that I forced to talk because she's getting better, but she doesn't believe it yet, but she is. Um, Even the likes of Lizzie Evo, um, she was... Uh, Eliza Alexander On NXT UK But she's already wrestled the likes of Miko Satamura and stuff on there And she can hang with them So she's got Yeah, those two are absolutely incredible uh, Talents, but there's there's so many That if I I could be here all day Listing them off
0: How awesome Mm -hmm. is Ian Skinner?
1: uh, I'm I'm not inflating that boy's ego anymore Not doing it not doing it, though. I'm going to fight that man one day, I could assure you that. Um, there's him. He, yes, he's talented. That's all I'm saying, Ian, because I know you're going to watch this to see if I speak about you. Um, but there's talent all over. There's um, myself, I, I'm, um, I I love working. So I've, I, I've done a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of um, theatre work as well that has wrestling in it. I'm, I'm part of a group called Mythos Ragnarok. Um, they tell the stories of Norse mythology, but they use professional wrestling as the stage combat. Um, did really well at the Fringe this year, etc. But one of the talents in that is a guy called, he, he goes by Charles Crowley. And his character work is phenomenal. His promo work, like he does like promotional work for every show, like shows that he's going to be on. Unbelievably talented. And he's actually very good in the ring. But... Don't tell him that because, again, ego will inflate. Um, And I will fight that man one day just to make sure he knows his place.
0: (laughs) So what are you and Casey doing these days?
1: Well, so we retained our TNT women's titles at the weekend there against the Live Abert, which are Angel Hayes and Lizzie Evo. Um, We are... Basically, the, the plan is for the pair of us as the wolves is to get as many tag titles as possible. For us, the argument that we've got is that tag titles have never really specified apart from being a tag team. It's never really been, there's male and female ones. Now there are probably because we made a bit of noise about it, um, but yeah, I mean, it, the weird thing is is that we've trained and wrestled with guys all our days. And, 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 and in all honesty, there is a lot of tag teams that we are physically bigger than. So therefore, in the fair fight, we're the ones that are the scary ones. It doesn't matter that we're women. Um, so yeah, for me and Casey, our main objective is to change the opinions of others. With the idea of literally we are a tag team, we are a good tag team. Therefore, we can take the tag titles as sort of our main Goal and objective. Hey,
0: before we wrap this up, what what are your what are your short term goals and your long term goals besides getting many titles? What would you like to do uh, um, down the road in, in professional wrestling?
1: Short time, I'd really like to go to Japan at some point and work there uh, and train there under that sort of thing. I'd really like to see not just a Western. Sort of ideal of, of of wrestling and, and training. Um, I'd like to go and see what the other side of the world has to offer. In long terms, I want to leave a legacy that when I come to visit a locker room in years to come, people are happy to see me and want to know my opinion. That's it. They know that I'm never there to crush everything they want. I'm not going to become that old bitter person. I want to help people. And I want the scene to be exciting and great and let little girls and boys that were me in the past fall in love with it. But I want it to fall in love with a locker room full of good people that want to help each other and want to put on the best show they can. So yeah, that's my long-term goal, is that I'm welcome in any locker room in the future because they're happy to see me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's not a bad. That's not a bad goal to have, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who
0: wants to be that person nobody, nobody wants around?
1: <laughs> no. and But there's a lot of people that exist like that that became oh, old and better because they didn't main event WrestleMania. Right, right. Not everybody can.
0: Right, you're right.
1: Make sure people want to come to your funeral. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I
0: mean? Well, I hope somebody shows up to mine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really all you want. At the end of the day, the main goal in life is that the people that you love miss you when you're gone.
0: You you couldn't have said it any better than that, right? <laughs> yeah, because the people that don't care about you ain't going to care anyway.
1: No, exactly. So if you can make sure everybody you meet actually goes, oh, I, I wish someone, I, I wish Spartan was here. That's nice. Yeah. Just like... I wish Barn here. She'd fix this. I I'm here. I'm here to help. What do you need me today? Right. Um, like that's that's how I, that's I'd like it in life.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. I, I I know that you have something more important to do than hang out with me.
1: Yeah, I, I need I need to go hang out with a husband.
0: Plus, you guys are tougher than me. So if you ever run <laughs> into me, I know you'll take care of me real quick. Uh how can fans find you on social media?
1: I'm probably one of the easiest wrestlers to find on social media. If you literally Google Molly Spartan, you will find my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, my everything. Um, If you want to watch me, um, you can watch myself and Casey Owens on the W. Well, I'll be on Peacock in America, but on the WWE network, it's ICW Fight Club. Um, Or you can just search Molly Spartan. Weirdly, I just appear. It's great and there's me and molly holly we're the two Mollys on 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 the network and i'm happy to be in that and that sort of a character so yeah and that's how you'd be able to find me easily um to watch some of my matches on there
0: you're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The Pro Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. (coughs) Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, The Man Who Trained, Carl Anderson, The Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, Luscious Rocky Reynolds. Yo, this is Rod Wallet, Jake Davis. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Listen to stories in pro wrestling on the Russellville Podcast. Just incredible. This is ECW original, the enforcer, C. W. Anderson. This is former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm. I'm Vinny Berry, and for more than 20 years, I've covered news and sports. Specializing in pro boxing, MMA, and wrestling This is the juicy one, Daniel Ramon This is the fire starter, Jay Chris To listen, go to WrestleVille.com or on Spotify This is Steve Wilson, the man behind the Monster Congo Kong And you are listening to the WrestleVille Podcast WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives